before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life. Welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes. With me, Peter Donahue. Pete. Andy, thank you for inviting me. Good to see you again. Yeah, thanks. It's been a long time since we've had a podcast. I have had a cough for like two weeks. It hasn't gone away. It's getting better. So I feel now I could have a conversation. But, you know, over the past two weeks, I've had things to say, but been unable to say them in a clear manner. So. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. Um, well, let's get right into it. Three, potentially three topics Excellent. for today, if we have enough time for it. While on, you know, on leave, while I was on the injured reserve, spent time listening to Sean, podcasts with Sean Foley. He's kind of making the the rounds and, you know, going on various podcasts, talking about different things. I sent a few to you. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to hear your initial thoughts. We haven't had a chance to talk about it or if anything stood out to you. Well, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed uh, listening to uh, Foley. There were actually, yeah, a couple of them that, uh, that you have s- sent me over the last, I don't know, 10 days. And uh, um, I just, I think it's, uh, I mean, in the first place, it's, it's interesting to uh, hear from a guy who was on center stage in the golf world and, um, you know, who had a, a, a certain, um, I guess, persona that, you know, like he knew everything. Right. Right. He was the smartest guy in the room. And yeah. he was and he he uh, you know, he his look was chiseled and crafted and uh, uh, and, uh, you know, and he coached Tiger Woods and uh, and anybody that's got the guts to do that you know that they must have a high belief in themselves and then you you listen to to him talk about his uh his life uh you know as as he became a teacher you know out of canada and studying philosophy in in school not being a particularly great college student and uh and you start to hear the humility uh in him and the humor and um and uh you know who he is and how he's evolved and uh as a person and as a coach uh you know i thought was was wonderful um you know and it's um uh and as far as as the things that he was talking about uh in terms of i mean i think in a nutshell he basically he basically said what he's learned is that uh, he should have studied neuroscience before he studied anything else about uh, how people learn and, uh, and, and how that is an individual thing and that patterns that, that people set up in their movement, moving the golf club, uh, are probably uh, going to be with them uh, you know, for a long time, if not for their whole lives. And so, you know, how you work with that uh, person's body and, t- and movement tendencies uh, is a lot like, uh, he used the analogy of a tailor. Mm, yeah. you, know, um, you know, making uh, suits for people with different statures and different girths and, and all that kind of thing. And, um, 
and uh, that um, that I think that that he in some of some of what he says uh, I think gets uh, lost in my mind as to what Mike Hebron was saying because that's another you know podcast that or yeah. that you had sent me and and they're very similar sure. uh, and they're um, uh, in that uh, they're they're basically are, they're saying. Listen, the idea, you know, if people come to you, there's development and then there's con- there's there's conceptual learning. Like yeah. if somebody comes to you and they've just got a bad concept about how the club gets the ball up in the air and you you can change that concept in their minds and their actions can change quickly because now all of a sudden they've got a new idea. A new idea. That's different from Let's see if you can learn to uh, move in a in a in a different way. Uh, let's or or uh, let's say um, move like as he said. You know, essentially what what he's looking for is as long as they're swinging and they're not going to hurt themselves because of you know how they're they're moving and they're not sure. stressing joints. Uh, you know, in a, in a terrible way then um uh but sometimes um, but i think that's what he's talking about in in let's let's say we need to develop something that's safer or uh that that's going to take a while Hmm. and that you know very often what he he ends up doing with players like justin rose is they work on the same thing for same things for years and it doesn't mean that Justin Rose can't play and be successful. Sure. He's just continuing to develop his mastery of of something that can go on for a decade or more. Yeah, he that stood out to me. It was his yeah, as you said, humility and the way he's just like, Yeah, I used to you know, I made a lot of mistakes. That's what got me here. So I'm usually drawn to people like that who are just like, Yeah, hey, yeah, I am really successful, but I don't have everything figured out and still trying to learn and go from there. And so there's not, there's not many of those people talking about things like that, but no. he was so, so whenever it does, it, you know, gets my interest. Um, and then, yeah, that he said the most recent thing he's learning about is, is the brain and that he should have done that first. Um, it's a hard, I mean, it's just like a hard, hard concept or a hard thing to kind of wrap your mind around or to think about, uh, because the the idea of just like fixing someone's swing or giving them information about a certain position they need to be in that's just seems like a much more like cut and dry approach to you know to teaching golf but you know him and then Michael Hebron is they're just kind of like that doesn't doesn't really work to to teach that way well yeah um i think that anything that um, what they're both, what they both seem to be saying is that that that, that organic learning, that the the mind teaching itself, um, it, as opposed to the uh, which is is really has to do with uh, with a sort of a brain function and a nervous system that's below the executive function 
the verbal yeah. functions sure. and the judging and and and, and well, I sh- the analytical side. It's not that you don't use the analytical side. It's that you use it in a different way, you know. And and that getting to that place uh, is is um, you know is more like teaching or having somebody learn how to draw, which is like representing light and darkness and putting down on the paper what you see instead of what you think you see. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see somebody draw, let's say a lampshade and they, you know, they've just drawn it with geometric ovals and this and that and the other thing, that's not what the eye sees. Mm-hmm. That's what you think you see and that's what you you know the object to be, right? But but and and so learning to swing a golf club in a way like well, what are you actually feeling and you know and um what are you actually trying to do? You know, what are the really as he says there's a difference between style and dynamics. Mm-hmm. And that the dynamics are well what's the club doing? What's your what is your body actually doing? And style is the, you know, the, the kind of like the particulars of yeah. of certain positions. Or yeah, certain yeah. positions. Are you a tall swinger? You know, a vertical swinger? Or are you a flat around swinger? Is like, yeah, you know, those are the styles. Yeah, because he talked about, you know, mistakes he'd made, and uh, in relation to to Tiger Woods, he said he probably changed too much in Tiger's swing. And he said if he could do it again, he would go back to, like, Tiger's earlier swing and maybe make a few, like, he calls them upgrades. And he said that's what he did with Lydia Ko, who what used to be number one in the world and then dropped to, like, 55 in the world and then came to see him. And they actually went back to one of her earlier swings, which kind of speaks to that. His, his philosophy now is kind of like, hey, the swing you had when you were little is kind of like your swing and we can make a few changes to it, but we're going to try not to do too much. Makes a lot of sense, you know, because the firing patterns, the, you know, uh, all of that stuff is like, Hey, you, you know, you use what you got. Yeah. Right. And that, that starts to create neural pathways and, 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 uh, you know, it's certainly, um, it certainly has uh, uh, changed the way that uh, you know that I've changed in some way. Uh, the, the last lesson that I gave uh, yesterday morning to a young eighth grade girl was, um, you know, was more so in that that manner, letting her. Um, her, they, her, she and her dad came in, and her dad, you know, kind of gave a report, you know, and based on what he'd seen her and how yep. she'd played and that kind of thing, and that she had some issues, you know, hitting high pitch shots and that kind of thing. And so, um, so, uh, uh, you know, I didn't say uh, a heck of a lot to her about about things we experimented with ball position and I asked her questions about what she thought the effect of certain ball positions would have and and we ran some experiments off of that and then I I uh, put some balls on the uh, on our on our green out there and I scattered them and I had her 
hit shots in a melee fashion towards the wall and just get some reps, trying to um, experimenting with gripping the, the club face open and seeing if that, you know, what sort of response her mind and her body had to that, whether it made her very uncomfortable, you know, whether she would, um, you know, try to manipulate the her body to make the club feel the same as it did when she gripped it with the face square. And, uh, and so we had a very interesting, she told me what she was feeling. We had good exchanges and she didn't seem, uh, and in the course of the melee, she went from, you know, sculling and scooping to, you know, finding her own way. Sure. Can I pause? I have a couple questions. Sure. Um, this girl, I'm assuming she had a shot club face at the beginning? Yes. Okay. And had tr just had trouble chipping. It's a pretty common yeah. thing that we see. Okay. And so you had her, um, you just like turned the face open and had her grip it normal. Is that what you're I saying? asked her to experiment with that. Yeah. yeah. He said, yeah. we have a choice. You can either turn it open with the grip yep. that you've got and we can try that or... Ah, okay. Or we can sp spin the grip and uh, spin the handle and regrip it. Yeah. So that's what we and went. She with. chose that, and you hit. Was there a particular reason you did melee shots, meaning like one shot after another, while you're like moving and continuous swinging, as opposed to uh, just nor you know typical driving range type, one shot after another. Yeah. Yes, uh, because I, um, you know, I believe that. Uh, that the mind learns, um, you know, fr quickly. Ah. <laughs> if the, you know, if you're not, if you're not actually directing yourself and trying so very hard, if your yeah, conscious yeah. mind is quieter, yep. um, you know, you can observe in a, in uh, a, uh, in a, in a melee of yeah, balls, yeah, sure. you know, of twelve balls, or I think we were just doing half a dozen balls. Um, and you know, uh, softballs sure. uh, th yeah. that didn't, uh, and and um, yes, I, I think she was stepping, mm -hmm. so the stepping into it, yeah. uh, you know, really helps the, s the natural sequencing yeah. uh, of the, the body. You don't have to, if you, you get somebody, you know, on a pad, um, uh, driving range yeah, pad sure. and setting up to it in from a stop position uh very often what you get is is a swing where they've kind of frozen the body and are just operating swinging their arms sideways across a stationary body so sure. i want uh, i believe that mm -hmm. uh that you know that the fundamental of golf uh is that sequenced moving and yeah. so, um, so if you can get somebody stepping in rhythm, uh, then uh, and and they tend when they pull the club back, there's a um, there's an economy of motion. You know, they're they're only taking it back far enough to get to the mm -hmm. to the wall, right? So, so so you're not getting a long backswing and a and a slowed down forward swing sure. in an effort to hit a short shot, you're getting a club that's going back as far as the athlete intuitively feels it ought to go back, and then there's a stride and a sequence through it. And so 
it it uh, it stimulates the most sure. humanly athletic yeah, yeah. action. Mm -hmm. So, and is this if you were, you know, teaching thirty hours a week? Would you do this in most of your lessons? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and I'm will when I teach you 30 hours a week again. again. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, um, you said she started getting up in the air, you like talked about it, and then what, then what happened? Uh, well, you know, um, I asked her what she noticed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, about her, uh, and, you know, it was, uh, about her success rate, what did she reckon, you know, she started with, and what did she reckon she ended with, uh, you know, in terms of hitting shots that she would or call, that, that she would call acceptable, uh, or, and that went high. Yeah. You know, and she, uh, and she noted, yeah, she could hit, at this point, two out of five of them, she could loft. Yeah. And that um, that was a good that was that was uh, exciting for her, yeah, yeah. you know, to get to that level. Sure. And so we continued that that notion. We went to to hit. Uh, we went into a, a, a simulator bay, yeah. and um, and we hit some. We started with some wedges, and we hit a, a few of them. And she, you know, was she was able to translate, transfer uh, that action. She felt comfortable. It didn't. She yeah. she had she had gotten more comfortable with the grip as time went on. When she started, you know, with the the club face open, yeah. she her body uh, and her mind naturally sought to to kind of change her address position so that her hands instead of. Uh, let's say hanging down and being uh, a little bit in front of the club head, so the shaft was leaning slightly towards the target. Her mind wanted to see a square club face, and so her hands migrated back, uh, you know, to yeah. be behind the ball. Sure. And uh, and so when we got into the, so that was one of the things that stimulated me right away to go into the melee because I didn't want to you know, go through the stuff of telling her, oh, put your hands back yeah. in front and blah, 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 blah. I just wanted to see, well, what's going to happen when the club gets going yeah. to and fro in motion? Yeah. And so, um, and so um, she, she stopped, you know, uh, trying to swing that. it with her hands behind it and just gave up. Yeah. And we also, we also experimented with... Um, uh, taking the club back, uh, sh you know, where your forearms don't rotate at all and mm -hmm. you kind of hold the club face closed or square, however yeah. you call that, and letting it go uh, so that it rotates, yeah. rotates one side and then the other. And so, and I asked her uh, what she would call that. And yeah. she said, well, uh, I would call the first one taking it back straight and I would call the second one taking it back, taking it or swinging it free. Huh. And so, 
so she, those were her yeah. so that's that's the way we would would call it and i yeah. would say okay well let's go we'll swing your hybrid now yeah and let's swing your hybrid straight and let's swing your hybrid free yeah. and uh same thing with the driver and um and I, I had recalled from uh, last year working with her that she, uh, um, when she'd swing her driver in her woods, her, her tendency was to leave the club face open uh, coming through it. And I tried, you know, to correct her, yeah. to fix her, uh -huh. right? And, and I could get her, uh, uh, I could uh, help her to stimulate a, a contrast you know, where she could come in with a club face really closed and then really open. But, yep. you know, as far as we, we got last year, I didn't, I didn't feel there was a lot of – I didn't like that path so much. I felt like I was, like, making her worse instead of better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it, it like seemed – too much information. Yeah, too yeah. much information. And yeah. maybe it was, um, you know, maybe, you know – Part of it was that we didn't have a lot of consistency sure. in terms of week to week yeah. to week to week. It would mm -hmm. be um, so a little more spotty. But so this time I just uh, I just decided to continue with uh, that uh, the approach that we'd set up uh, in the pitching area, and um, and so she was just kind of rearing back and and letting it go cool. and. Um, and I asked her again, you know, to rate. We observed yeah. how far, um, let's say, her her hybrid went, and she she started hitting it. And the first one went one thirteen in the air, and then the second one went ninety five, and then one sixteen, and then and then one thirty. Yeah. And so we observed that you know when she caught it flush, it it went and and we looked at the dispersion and the dispersion so i was having her self measure yeah. you know all all of this uh all of this stuff and um and she likes doing that yeah cool and you know so at any rate what what we find what we found was that um she could actually hit it uh 140 yards in the air and then when she went and picked up the driver mm -hmm. she was swinging freely again and uh, you know, uh, hit some of them 150 yards, and then she hit, she she started hitting it 200 yards, oh. swinging at almost 80 miles an hour, oh. 77 point something or other. Yeah. But you know, I mean, this was like if I had if I had had her, if I had jumped in there and you know. I don't care what I had said. If I yeah. if I had put thoughts in her head, I don't think we would have gotten there. Mm. But she left excited at her own potential uh, and um, and eager. Well, yeah, that's cool. That's that's awesome. I uh, this week I've been re weekend rereading Michael Hebron's book. It's called Learning with the Brain and Mind. It's his most recent book. It's the first time I read it, I didn't really like it because he's not, I don't think he's a very good writer. He puts a lot of good information just kind of jumbled together without much kind of editing or anything. Um, but the second time going through it, I actually really loved it. And one of the things he said um, 
is that like in a good in a learning in like a brain center learning environment there's no telling the student like this is the right way to do something like you never never do that and you didn't do that once in this this lesson so it's a which which is kind of crazy because if you watch anyone give a golf lesson uh 90% of the lesson is the instructor telling the student this is how to do something and the student and and if and the student asking oh absolutely yeah that's 100% yeah Yeah. Yeah. what am I doing wrong right well I'd rather not focus on that (laughs) I'd rather not let's not or let's not focus on that you know honestly I mean when we one of the things about when we started the academy in, in the mid-'80s, this is where we started, and we got a lot of pushback. Mm. Uh, yeah, because you know, people our, don't the want students, it. The yeah. students, you know, well, no, wait a minute. You know, I, and listen, I have an expectation about sure. what I want to get from you, yeah, yeah. and if you don't give me what I expect, then I don't feel I've gotten value. Sure. Because what do I know yeah, yeah. now that I – and that's what that's how I'm measuring this experience. So what do yeah. I know? Meaning, like, what information? What yeah. facts do I know? Yes. Okay. Keep going. No, yeah. that's oh, that's yeah, really sure. it. I mean, it was just just we you know we started all you know the 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 science of learning. There's no question has um, has picked up. I would say in recent years, but it was starting back in my day. You know, back 40 years ago, yeah. uh, and w- what we started with and what we borrowed from were the accelerated learning models that were available. And when Mike Hebron organized the the first international teaching and coaching summit, um, it was the be- it was the very beginning of 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 this industry starting to recognize that that was even out there. Hmm. I mean, they didn't invite Tim Galway to be the to be the uh, featured yeah. speaker. They invited, you know, Bob Tosky and and they had, you know, other guys up there on stage. Now, they might have gotten around to you know, Shoemaker and who was Galway's protege. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but it was, you know, and so, so we were, you know, we were all, um, we were interested in that stuff. We were, but we didn't know much about it. And we were, and I, you know, really, uh, the fact that, that we, uh, kind of lost our way in that regard, uh, you know, was uh, because y- you know it was, it was it was so against the grain of what mm. the golf culture and which were our students, yeah. right? Yeah. What were you? Why were you so interested in it initially? Well, because um, because it was clear to me the, that the way that that I had been taught. Uh, was was by a wonderful man who uh, was standing outside of me and telling me, you know, how to uh, de- to change what I was doing, but I couldn't see w- what 
that was what I was doing. I had no understanding of how to operate it. You know what? You know what? What? It, well, I was just following directions. Uh -huh. and so if it went wrong, yeah. you know, my knowledge about you know how to fix it was um, was we would run into our own intuition and our own kind of athletic sense of things. Like yeah. me and my friend used to laugh about the fact that we had different swings. And he would say, well, this is swing number 256. Watch what I do now. Mm -hmm. and, and it was like, but we were always saying to ourselves, yeah, but what's the right way? Yeah, yeah. You know, that must be in your 256 swings, there mm -hmm. must be one of them that's the right way. Yeah. And and who could referee that for sure. us? You know, we didn't feel it was us. Yeah, yeah. We felt it was somebody else telling right. us be more like Arnold. Yeah. Um. What? How how does this fit with the idea that just pe plenty of people have gotten to be, you know, number one golfer in the world, being taught the way you were taught? You know, like this traditional information-centered instruction has led to lots of really good golfers. Right, right. Well, I'll I'll go back to uh, you know t uh, the story of um, that the Titleist Performance Institute guys, you know, uh, told us when when we went to started going to their workshops and their certifications. They uh, joined the international coaching community um, thinking that, um, that the Americans and their, their experiences and opinions uh, would be uh, worshipped or admired because we're Americans and we've produced a lot of great players, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and and Greg Rose and, uh, and Dave Phillips, uh, you know, are very good guys, uh, humble guys, uh, earnest students of learning and of the game. And they, telling the story, it was very amusing when they said, you know, instead of uh, being respected and admired, these people said to us, you Americans know nothing about how to train mm athletes you've just got a very large population base and you almost by accident mm. have produced you know great <laughs> sure. great golfers um and um and this was the swedes and the irish yeah. and you know who had sure. much smaller population bases and were starting to grow uh you know better golfing athletes and you until we you see what we have today yeah. you know it's a really an international game and so are, do those countries um do they teach differently yeah i think they they do i think they you know they started to uh wake people up wake us up to the idea that that uh, training golfers as athletes would make them better mm -hmm. golfers and that's what Sean Foley says that in the interview is yeah. that you just got you've got athletes that used to just be playing football yeah. 
and and baseball and they're big and they're really strong and capable and it's not just the equipment so it's like training training a person to be athletic in their golf meaning like being able to do different things with the club or hit the ball certain directions as opposed to memorizing positions obviously yeah yeah Yeah. To train to be, you know, to be explosive, to train to be balanced. And once those things are done now, um, you know, as far as the um, as far as like dictatorial uh, teaching versus sort of collaborative learning environments like now. I'm not really. I can't speak with with a great authority as to you know whether or not the Europeans or the Koreans sure. or whatever have a different point of view because Foley himself talks about the fact that you know um, strictness and 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 sort of abusive um, coaching styles yeah. are international sure. and. Sure. You know, well, it's, well, the country well. he talks about, though, is China, which is an interesting, you know, maybe we're going to have to commission a study here because China and the U.S. have the bi- two biggest populations. And so, he, you know, Foley talks about how China is very strict and their parents are just treat their, you know, obviously this probably isn't every parent in China, but, you know, their their way of teaching is very dictatorial and the, the parents hold the kids to really high standards. and But there's not that many good Chinese know professional golfers um there are you know compared especially compared to the population of china I mean, i'm curious and like how does that compare to america but like a place like you know sweden probably where if they have four golfers in the top 50 in the world but their population is probably what one percent of Amer- what america is i have no probably gonna be made sound silly, but you know what I mean. Their population is probably is one state yeah. in the yeah. United States, but they have way more golfers per you know for that size of a yeah. a place. You would maybe think they have something figured out that that we don't. Vision fifty four. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. They started. Yeah, they started going around the world and borrowing the best ideas that they could. Yeah. Uh, you know f- about you know. Uh, neuroscience and uh and you know human um motivation and uh yeah you know so it was a so now it's our turn to borrow (laughs) well it's just an interesting perspective of like the way the common way golf is taught say in america or you know on the internet and or in in the magazines of just information and swing tips and swing positions and um all these things you have, you know, now it's like using the ground, shallowing the club, all these things that, that people are trying to do that everyone at least kind of agrees. Oh, this is, this is good stuff. This is good information. Like we're making better golfers. But when you look at it from the perspective of like, we actually have so many golfers in America, like we could actually be like hurting people hurt you know making it making it worse for well them with this stuff I, making it harder than it needs to be like you could say by our population we actually should be doing better and so that's almost a way to to say that the current way isn't working you know it's hard to find another example of like how would you describe that the current way isn't working because it's like well people are 
you know, getting better at golf and, you know, they're, you can just see how they're hitting it farther and things like that. But, um, what, what you're kind of saying is like, they're not getting as good as, as we could be. Yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that there's, um, Yes, I, I think that that there are, are could there be better ways of doing it? Um, you know, is some of the ways in which we have uh, started teaching uh, have to do with the kinds of facilities uh, you know that we've developed that uh, now are let's say an integral part of the financial structure of golf facilities like driving ranges mm -hmm. would it be better if we were you know out in an open field with foam balls whacking them at each other you know yeah. knocking them across the field yeah. and then you know hitting them back towards each other and being each other's uh shag boy you know and target sure. yeah. you know move over here move up here move to could that well you know is that practical you know, could you actually create an environment like that that would be safe where you wouldn't kill each other? And, you know, would that be better? Yeah. Well, um, is there a barrier against doing that? Yeah, there's a, a barrier in that you can't line up 50 or 100 mm -hmm. people and sure. all have them whacking out yeah. uh, at 11 cents a ball, <laughs> you know, your yeah. product. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So, so, um, so, yeah. So, you know, as far as like, well, how will, how would this idea of training golfers expand? Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's really interesting. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, who's, who's an author and kind of psychologist, was on Bill Simmons' podcast a while ago talking about youth sports. And he talks about how in Germany, which they're a really good soccer country, they don't play, they play three on three until they're like nine years old. Um, as opposed to like we don't do that here because it's just a way of developing you know the kids and their skills and stuff like that so i think that's yeah we need you know you can come up with golf's version of that well danny that's what i'm doing okay that's what i'm working on is like yeah how could we how could we do it in such a way uh that um you know, I I really, you know, you can see it in basketball. Basketball is probably the easiest thing to do for for kids. Well, when I was young, that's what baseball was. Yeah. I mean, you could play baseball with two guys, you know, just playing catch yeah. or or batting a ball to, you know, batting balls to outfield or, you know, fly balls or ground balls. You could play with three, you could play with four, you know, the right field is automatically out, pitcher's hand, if, you know, you throw to the pitcher before you get to first base, you're out. You know, we invented all oh, kinds yeah. of what they called scrub baseball games to play baseball, and now you don't see that anymore. No. <laughs> uh, my dad and his brother said they would play they would play two games of football. They would play slow motion football. <laughs> I don't know. And and all on the same team. Those were the two games they played. But again, they, said they played football with two people and those were the games. So <laughs> um great. you know, we thought he was dumb, but I, I see what what he's getting at. Um, yeah. And they could do it anywhere, yeah, exactly. you know, and they could do it any time. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for, uh, you know, in golf is like, okay, how can we t- use any open field sure. or any room, uh, you know, to do something that would be engaging yeah. enough to uh, make us want to, you know, keep doing it? Well, I almost think the hardest part is, you know, what you were talking about earlier, that people think the way that we do things now is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that's the harder. you you got to almost figure out how to c- tell people that, that, that the way that we're doing it isn't the right way. You have to convince them that. It, then like it's almost like the easy part is your field hitting foam balls at each other. And if you just have to convince people that what we're doing now isn't right. Yes. Well, that, and there you go. You know, now now you're talking because, you know, now you're, you're saying, well, what, you know, how could you actually change people? Yeah. Well, you could, you know, get on a soapbox or you could start producing very successful athletes. Sure. And, and then people yeah, would yeah. say, well, good Lord, you know, yeah. what, what are they doing? You know, sure. but without doing that, without yeah. cracking into the popular yeah. culture with performance, yep. I, I don't know that uh, that you would. It seems to be. It seems to be. Like if you just said, "Hey, let's act in so, in a way that makes us healthier." Yeah. Do you think that's going to sell? <laughs> no. 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 It's certainly not selling us on food, you know. Like, I mean, we're completely screwed sure, up sure. as far as 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 how as far as how that goes. So, I you know I think that uh, having uh, moralized with people about you know um, we got to figure out another way to sell yeah. sell this idea. Well, it's because the the problem is you know in your example of this eighth grade girl who. You know, was she, does she shoot? Does she play on the course yet? Mm-hmm. What is she? What? What? Hundred, hundred shooter. Oh, I would say yes. Yeah. yeah. So hundred shooter. They. Co- this is a common person who comes in, right? They like the game, and it's like there's, and usually the dad is involved, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and is involved in the, and they walk in with them, and you know, introduce. Most hopefully, you know, the dad is good to just like let her go do her own thing and then but it's definitely like checking in and wanting to see how it's going like um whereas kind of you know usually a seventh or eighth grade boy sometimes it's just like drop the kid you never even hard to even get a hold of the parent sometimes right it's like so i don't know why that is um but anyway there's like three or four obvious things that are like quote like technically wrong with her swing compared to like a, a tiger woods type swing you know, you talked about the club face, maybe the grip, maybe just the hands arched in a really weird spot at the top. It's really easy to kind of change all those in one lesson, take a couple pictures, and be like, wow, look at how much, you know, make you really sound like a really smart coach who's, who knows a lot. But, like, did and from just, like, the visual difference in how she's swinging or holding the club, like, you would think, like, oh, wow, she's got a lot better. But maybe not. No, maybe not. You know, yeah. yeah, maybe not. But you see, it's like that's what you're going to get. Like it's pretty yeah. easy to do that thing where it's like, oh yeah, look at this. Oh yeah, this is where she started. Yeah. Here's where she is now. Yeah, it's like okay, good. They're they're gonna keep coming back for like, you yeah. know, forever now yeah. because of like how 
much like, wow, that's a really high value that they seem to have gotten. Like they got a really high level, you know, golf swing in yeah. this in this one lesson. Yeah. So like imagine what could happen with more time with this person. Oh, my gosh. Oh Whereas my if, you know, your method uh, where there's not quite as much, there's not as dramatic of a, a change in the, probably in the way it, her swing looked, right? But like the results got a lot better. It's a harder thing to... Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. Well, you know, you you know this. If listen, if you sound like you know what you're talking about, yeah. and you say things like, "This is the way tour players do it. This yeah. is the way," you know, and you back this up, and you know, with with you know, just you, you know, sure. a few lines like ninety three percent of blah 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 blah, and then there's and then a story about Tiger, and yeah. you know, this and about that. And so for that reason, we're, we're working for this position at the top of the backswing. Now, in the downswing, we're looking, you know, for more powerful ground force and, you know, kinetic sequence. And uh, we're going to get more turn and more leverage and blah, 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 blah. And we're going after that, too. And so, you know, uh, anybody who's, who's, um, who's a bottom line you know, person that believes sure. in, um, and and uh, you know believes in. Uh, well, if the best players in the world sure. are doing this, this has got to be good medicine. Well, they're going to support that idea against objections from that kid. Hmm. Ah, it's sure. too hard, Dad. I yeah. can't do it. I don't hit it as good. Oh, no, this is the right thing to do. Sure. And, you know, we're going for it, and so you you got yeah. a certain life. Uh, you probably got a, you know, I don't know, a year or two. With, <laughs> you mean with a person? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You got a client for, yeah, you know, for a while, mm -hmm. and they're, they'll, you know, and and, and I, you know, I think I, I told you that, uh, you know, a really turning point in my career as a teacher was, um, you know, teaching to the lines on a screen, right? And I and and. The, this young man and his father and I would look at those lines and look at where his club was traveling back and look at the, the from the top of the backswing and look at it at the start down. And I remember one day, you know, about 12 years ago, this kid hit all the the, the marks. Yeah. And his swing wasn't anywhere <laughs> near what. Uh, in in a in in the substantive way, the way he struck the golf ball, it wasn't what I was looking for, and I thought, what in the world have I been doing here? Wow! Well, you spent so much time trying to get it into these positions, yeah, and, and you got it there. And we all we're all agreeing that yeah. this is the this is a high level of learning. Look at all the sure. use of the technology and blah blah blah, <laughs> up. and this is the assurance that this mm -hmm. is the right way to do it. Yeah. And he gets and he hits all the marks, and yet. I'm looking at him thinking he's not he's not there. He's not he's not in a place where he's the dynamics yeah. of his swing have changed. He's changed the style of it. Yeah. But the dynamics aren't there. So what in the world have I been doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, and so <laughs> so anyway, that's I mean that's our uh well yeah. that's my experience. That's where we're at. Sure. No, I've had Similar experience as well, where you get something looking what you think would be better, but you don't really hit it better or have more control or it's not, 
you know, any significant progress other than how it looks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, everyone, even someone who doesn't, you know, sh- uh, like Hebron talks about this. If you take someone who's never seen golf before and you take them to a driving range, they're going to be able to point who the better golfers are and who the, the worst golfers are. So there's something in us that's like, oh, the certain things, um, certain position at the top of the swing, even if you don't know much about golf, you'll like one over the other. And so it's easy to see why that can be such a, you know, it's so ca- such a captivating idea. Well, and and you know, as as Mike uses that example, um, you know, once you start, you know, if you focused, yeah, you know, kids on that, sure, uh, you know that that thing, uh, uh, they would start to process the visual information, and that's that's what I got out of what he was saying, because mm. I remember that that's. I don't know how I, I stumbled on it, but I stumbled on it with my daughter. Yeah. You know, where I would um, uh, I would ask her to coach me and evaluate my swing, mm-hmm. uh, and and I we so we reversed roles, yeah. right? And she's like a six and five, seven year old girl, yeah. and uh, and I'm saying, what do you think about that swing? And she'd shake her head, and after I'd I'd shown her a swing where I finished in balance and a swing where I fell back. Yeah. on my back foot and and uh and so our game was you evaluate my swing and show me show me what you saw and show me what you would prefer me to do and don't tell me just just mm-hmm. show me and so she would <laughs> she would do that and and in so doing you know she was clearly processing visual yeah. information and um and doing it, and so uh, you know, so I thought, well, you know, that's the way I'm going to teach kids. And then I started doing that. I remember one day, I was uh, with a, a ki- uh, young youngster over at Glencoe Golf Course, and and this this was a very young kid, and so my my approach with them was just to, you know. Uh, get a, a bouncy ball and start knocking it around and running around yeah. and hitting it and, and doing all this. <laughs> and, uh, and his mother, uh, you know, w- watched this for a few minutes and she looked at me and she said, you don't really know how to do this, do you? <laughs> and so I said, well, what do you mean? And so she yeah. said, I'll show you. And so she got the kid over here and she said, ow, she got on her hands and knees and said, come over here and put your one foot here and put your other foot here. <laughs> And I said, "Oh, <laughs> I, yeah, I see that." <laughs> so, so at any rate, you know, it's it's uh, you know we're swimming upstream a little bit, but but uh, it's fun to look at at. Um, or it's not only fun, but it's it's uh, heartwarming uh, to uh, look at you know Sean Foley and Mike Hebron and two guys who are clearly, um, I mean, they're at the top of their field. Yeah. And yeah, you know, well, and there are people who, by their own admission, like used to be really technical golf instructors, yeah, who are now like, hey, that doesn't work. And so, I guess there's another, you know, you got you got the population argument, and you got the hey, there's a few guys who you you know used to be at the top of the technical game, who are kind of like that doesn't doesn't work that well. And most of the guys that are teaching, you know, I remember, uh, you know, uh, Butch Harmon's son, 
you know, who works with, you know, when yeah. Butch is so busy, he ends up working with a lot of great tour players. And sure. he was a wonderful, I remember his presentation a few years ago that we, a lot of us in here attended. And he, he was the same kind of experience, mm. you know, as sure. like, hey, I'm trying to get something out of this guy. I'm trying to help help him to, or her, to look at things from a different point of view. Mm. And, uh, yeah, you sure. Know, and, and instead of complaining about things like consistency, to realize that the solution or the, 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 the answer to it isn't in uh, some, some sort of thing that they're going to do. It's more in looking at your own humanity and realizing that we're, consistency, as much as we complain about it, is really unattainable. You know, I mean, yeah, just in terms yeah, of yeah. replicating swing success day yeah. after day after day, it, it rises and falls, and it's and it's affected by, you know, other things that are going on in your life. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you're going to have good days and bad days, and you know, when you have bad days, there's there's, we're not going to reinvent the wheel. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, all right, Pete. I think that's a. That's good place to stop. I said we had three topics. We only got to one. And it's all right. We got more more in the hopper. Um, thanks a lot. Thank you. Talk to you all next Before you get off the golf course today, you could have some moments that will change the course of your life.